Hey, Collateral Cinema listeners, Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast, just taking a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. Much like Collateral Cinema, we are a grassroots podcast. We invite bands from all over the world to come in, and we dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Ashley Chancellor. This is Collateral Cinema. Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We're podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it dabs, be it blunts, be it bongs, be it joints, smoke it if you've got it. What's going on, everybody, and what's going on, Ash? Well, you know, it's nice to be here amidst this pandemic and in the crisis. It, it's kind of, um, it, it's refreshing to, to be here just in this old studio, just me and you, Bo. And um, first of all, I mean, I guess we can just cons- go ahead and consider this our Corona special. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, this is our social distancing episode, I guess, <laughs> which we're doing terribly, by the way. <laughs> Fuck. In, in the spirit of that, um, this isn't at the movies episode, but you know, we decided to chill back and uh, not go to public public theaters with you know uh, possibility of there being definitely more than fifty people in one group. So we um, we decided to forgo the whole theater experience altogether this time and. Yeah, we did some illegal shit, but um, we did it for you, for our fans. Yeah, we don't regret it at all. At honestly. all. <laughs> I, I have no fucking regrets whatsoever. Just for the record. So, but yeah, that movie is Sonic the Hedgehog. Fuck yeah, man. This movie was awesome. Honestly, dude, I was surprised because I'd heard good things about it. But like, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Seriously. I mean, the pacing of this movie is actually perfect for the story and for the characters, you know? I mean, Sonic is a very fast-paced person, you know? Or person. He's a fast-paced hedgehog, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) He he has a a fast-paced personality as well. And I know... You know, some of the later games have gotten more cinematic, but I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I haven't played them um, any anything recent, but um, I'm pretty sure they didn't delve into his personality as much as they do in this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't even say in the animated series they really go that far no. into his actual personality. You know? Yeah, there there was a surprising. Um, education here you know about depression i think and about the value of of a community yeah definitely i mean especially when it comes to social isolation which by the way is rather pertinent now it's pretty relevant i mean we waited a while to do this we didn't watch it as soon as it came out and yet i'm, I'm kind of glad we have the perception we do now because um i think now more than anything we realize you know that um 
that pervading sense of, of need for companionship. And, and some of us are more introverted than others, but we all have that. Um, I, I'm guessing we're getting too real here, but I think Sonic the Hedgehog really portrays that aspect Def- of his personality. Definitely. I mean, I really love the message of the movie and also just the overall attitude of all the characters. Like even Jim Carrey as Robotnik, which by the way, 100% makes this movie. Honestly, even when we were all, we all had doubts because of the, you know, the bad redesign, the infamous um, original design, I should say. Oh yeah. We, um, we, we can't talk about this without bringing that <laughs> up. Right. I mean, and, and we will, but I remember even amidst all that, a lot of people were saying Jim Carrey is going to carry this movie, which in the, in the, in, you know, the end, the movie actually carried itself pretty well, but I remember just, just knowing that Jim Carrey would make this. I actually think both Jim Carrey and Sonic as a character carry this movie. Honestly, they did. And that's what surprised me. I think is is as much as I did care about Sonic and as much as I did care about the, uh, the main character. Yeah. What was his name? What are you trying to do with my phone, bro? (laughs) What the fuck? I'm trying to do some research, okay? Jesus Christ, bro. Here, I'll go ahead and open it up for you. Just don't fuck with any of my shit. Here's Google. There you go. Find it. Fuck Google. I don't care. Just fucking search for it. It's my phone, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... I really like the screenplay for this movie. Like I said, it's fast-paced. It doesn't have a lot of filler, which is awesome for a movie like this. I mean, usually these types of kid movie adaptations of like video game properties or whatnot, it's usually very watered down. Like, I mean, there's a lot of filler content that's just kind of there for no reason. But you don't have that with this movie. No, every scene feels like it matters um and and i think the relationship between um the characters tom tom donut lord and and sonic um hey don't forget about pretzel lady and pretzel lady (laughs) (laughs) yeah and honestly what a positive relationship that they had in the movie too that really was i mean that was so wholesome it was like she supported him no matter what even though like she didn't necessarily agree with him and what he wanted to do i i just it was it was worth noting and there's a lot of little things like that in this movie that's honestly surprising for you know a family movie yeah they really played well off of each other honestly. yeah and especially yeah the, the main two which is odd because i think i think jim carrey is built up above tom but well yeah arguably the, the relationship between you know the forefront here which is tom and sonic really um i i would say it, it's the focus of the movie and it's it's the main dynamic that drives the plot Certainly. I mean, the, the dynamic and the chemistry between Sonic and James Marsden. That's who that is? James Marsden, yeah. yeah. And it was Ben Schwartz who did the voice of Sonic. Yeah, which was really, really awesome. I mean, he really carried the torch from Jaleel White. Because, yeah, I mean, a little fun fact for all the younger listeners of this podcast. Uh, the dude that played goddamn Urkel was also Sonic. In the original cartoon series. You damn Gen Zers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't tell me you're going to okay boomer me. Okay boomer. God damn it. The um, yeah, um, Insert okay boomer girl meme here. <laughs> you know, we need to... Um, we need to what, Ash? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm fucking out of it, bro. This this episode, I don't even know what the fuck we're doing. Okay. Okay, so Sonic. Like Sonic, like Sonic, like Sonic, like Sonic. 
god. <laughs> you did not just pull that meme out of your ass, did you? <laughs> oh my god. No, but seriously, I, I'm surprised it took me this long to go see this because I was really interested in it. And honestly, I think it's setting a precedent now for video game adaptations because well, video game movie adaptations, I should say. Because up until now, we know that movie adaptations of video games are historically known for being bad um, or, you know, B-rate at best. And this kind of represents um, a shift in that dynamic because we've got a AAA, you know, studio behind this. On top of that, it is a AAA studio that, you know, develops the games, I should yeah. say. Uh, and yeah. on top of that, it's actually good. And that's something new to the to the world of cinema. And I think that's something new for the world of gaming, which is kind of why we partnered here on this podcast and did kind of a collateral cinema, collateral it, gaming special. Exactly. And w- when you really think about it, it's almost starting to parallel comic book movies a little bit, right? That genre eventually kind of had that shift. It started off like pretty solid, but also really shaky yeah. for a little while. But then it started to gain steam later on down the line, especially when we started to get towards the MCU and everything. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think that this is definitely an upward trajectory for video game movies. It is. It, it honestly is. And I hope that other studios look at this and say, I, I think it could lead by example. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, between this and Detective Pikachu, which was another very original take on an existing video game franchise, I would argue that that's probably the only way you could really bring the Pokemon universe to the big screen is within that framework. Yeah, that's the only way it would work. Yeah. But, you know, you know what they're doing, though? They're they're bringing together the the Smash Brothers universe, the the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Oh, shit. That's my theory. You, you need to try to make that an actual theory online. Go go in r slash fan theories and just put that out there because I love that idea. A goddamn Nintendo universe, dude. I kind of had universe. this. I kind of had a thought like that once, and you'd have like like kind of more like a, like a gritty like Mario. I honestly feel like Zelda would only work as a TV series. I was thinking about it. You could do each season represents represents a game, and basically just do like like the console games. That is perfect, actually. I mean, it's it's the only way that you could really bring such an overarching storyline in each game to the to the screen of any size, and big or small. Look honestly. at The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher and The Last of Us also, and that's going to be badass. That's going to be amazing, honestly. But I, I look at the success of The Witcher. That's also an upward in in you know uh, cinematic video game portrayal uh, and, and adapt- adaptations. Yeah, the, the Witcher is pretty much being seen on the same levels like Game of Thrones or something like that, right? In, in terms quality? of production quality, that's another trend that's on the rising. Historically, <laughs> historically, <laughs> historically, TV shows have been seen as as lower budget, and now we're finally getting to see TV shows that are you know high quality production value, like Game of Thrones, like The Witcher. And it's it's really interesting for me because that's what I've always wanted to see because I knew that video games, um, for instance, yeah, yeah, could end up being making good movies. We could just do so much more. And you know, we're learning now that people's attention spans are are longer than than we thought they were. People will watch binge watch TV series. People will watch, listen to three hour podcasts. Well, here's an interesting thought about that. I would argue that this particular trajectory of actual good video game adaptations probably didn't start with a video game movie recently. I would argue that it started with the Lego movie. 
because yeah. that showed the possibilities of what you, you could take a specific property and you know you could take it and make something really unique and really original with it. And I I don't really think that Sonic the Hedgehog gets to those levels, but I'm actually kind of wondering if there's a sequel in the works for this. Lord yeah. and Miller should do this movie. You know, they should 100% write and direct the next Sonic the Hedgehog movie because yeah. I think that they would could perfectly encapsulate that entire franchise and continue upon what was established in this movie. Yeah, honestly, no, this game is definitely leading up to a sequel. You can tell that there's game, room open for this a sequel. Game, the, the, the game movie, already had a movie. sequel. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog already it. had a sequel, dude. This film, based on a game, leaves a lot of room open for a sequel. And, you know, we're not going to go, you know, into the spoiler territory, but we've got the characters left in interesting places that basically sets yeah. up the framework of the Sonic universe. It definitely does, yeah. I mean, I can see a number of movies coming from this I, I like series. how uh, Green Hill Zone is reimagined as Green Hills, Montana. And that's so perfect. I mean, yeah. it, it boils it down into an every town type of small town situation, which was very interesting because it, it kind of reintroduces those uh, themes of community that you referred to earlier. Yeah, and, and honestly, um, itself kind of serves as, as an origin story. Uh, we'll, we'll divulge that, I think, based on you know the, the positions that these characters are in. Yeah. More than anything feels like an origin story. But also, I love the idea of Green Hill Zone being a place here on Earth. It's like that kind of puts the original Green Hill Zone into an interesting context as far as I'm concerned. It does. Um, and if you look at the original Green Hill Zone, I mean, it's it's something else. It has its own backgrounds. So it, it really is a reimagining. Um, but, you know, in, in that way, it still exists as that starting area in the game, the area that definitely feels more safe where the adventure starts. Yeah. And, and the movie really does start there short of, you know, a short uh, intro prologue segment, you know, where... They kind of set up the stage. Yeah, yeah. But, which if anything would be more like the beginning cutscene of a video game, right? That's really what it feels like, honestly. And right. it's an interesting cutscene, honestly. It, it's a really cool intro. I've heard that there's been a lot of faithfulness to the source material in this, which is weird because this entire thing, to me, seems like a reimagined like modern Sonic, but I don't know enough about the Sonic universe to well, really say... Well, let's think about the actual Sonic games themselves. Right. I mean, let's think about Sonic 06. That's an infamous <laughs> fucking game. But that's a game where Sonic is actually in a small town interacting with everybody, it, it, interacting with humans. Isn't there like this, like, I, I think I watched the clip of, I never played it, but I watched a clip and it's like this, like the cringiest ending ever where like Sonic, like, is like in love with like this human girl. Yeah, that's Sonic 06 right there. Yeah, that's I know. That fucking movie. I know. <laughs> and that that game, right? <laughs> oh my god. I, I still don't understand that. It's like, is this shit fucking Zelda now? <laughs> what, is what, that what fucking happened? Don't compare this to Zelda. No, it's like I'm is this shit turning into Zelda? No. I would hope not. <laughs> I mean, the the series has course corrected since then. Yeah. Game wise. Well, I heard a lot of people kind of praising the whole Sonic Forces thing, but to me, the trailer just still seemed too cringy. It's like Sonic took itself too seriously. Like, Mario knows that Mario is a kid's game. I feel like 
aside from the way this movie handled it, and I'll get to that in a second, but a lot of you know more recent ad, uh, video games and the you know just kind of the whole culture has treated Sonic like this epic thing, or it's not. You know what I mean? Don't take yourself so seriously. And I feel like this movie kind of brought it back to that. Yeah, grassroots. It's a fucking hedgehog that runs fast at yeah. its core. Yeah. And this movie perfectly captures that. And the jokes were definitely aimed at children. No, you know, there's no getting around it. But they, I actually laughed. You know, <laughs> oh, it was fucking hilarious. Honestly, I mean, I especially actually like Sonic's dialogue in this movie because, yeah, there are a few moments where he brought up some cringy like stuff that could probably date this movie within a couple of years. Yeah. Like especially that. I'll go ahead and spoil it. We've all seen it in the goddamn trailer, the flossing scene. It repeats twice. He does it twice in the fucking movie, very briefly towards the end. That's one thing I am going to go ahead and spoil. Yeah, watch out for the flossing scene. The fucking flossing, I know. The flossing scene. That that scene is going to go down in infamy. It's going to be like the raft scene from The Burning. Like, seriously. This movie is definitely aimed at, at the Generation Z, I think. Um, that whole, you know, just the Fortnite subculture. I would say that even in spite of that, it still brings in the old school Sonic fans. That's it what does. I am. I'm an old school, original Sega Genesis Sonic fan. I played the first three games plus Sonic Knuckles on the Genesis. It's like, and this still appealed to that part of me. It had a lot of the actual gameplay mechanics in the movie. Like, for instance, the spin attack is there. Yeah. Like, Robotnik or Slash Eggman, like, it's he's actually referred to as both in this movie. They, and and they developed awesome. the reason for that nickname, which at, yeah. earned the ire of a lot of fans, I remember. Really? He used to be Dr. Robotnik, and people were calling him Eggman now, but uh, this game kind of kept both of those, and, you know, yeah. I, I thought it was well done in, in that aspect. And, and I, you know, obviously I like the portrayal of Robotnik in this. I mean, I know we... we we glanced oh, on Jim Carrey's performance. Oh my God, Jim Carrey is so amazing in this movie. He is pretty much back. <laughs> he, he's every bit as zany as he's allowed to be, and I have a feeling that the um, th- that the, the you know the director and, and the writers kind of let him just do his thing because he's Jim Carrey. Exactly. I mean, in a way, he's doing an impersonation of the character because that's what he is. He's an impersonator, right? And, and look how look how random the performance is. There's definitely improv in there. You can tell, but he still captures who Robotnik is as yeah. a character. Very grandiose, very narcissistic. Yes, very very prideful. Yeah, you know, like very avaricious. Even I mean, he is kind of uh, going. Uh, for something that Sonic has. That's kind of what... And nihilistic. Yeah, it's a little nihilistic. <laughs> he he's is, right? Nihilistic. He is. He's like, I, he's like, fuck people, which honestly, I mean, fuck people. He's 100% fuck people. Robots are better. <laughs> totally. But just Jim Carrey's mannerisms, even, it just, it kind of evokes the cartoon Robotnik a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, I'm glad that he put his own spin on this, but also... It, it, evoked the sense of the original character and i think you know obviously the writers had to have that in mind so some of that's there but a lot of it i think is sam and and kind of just setting up his his origin as well i think was really interesting it really was it actually showed an evolution of the character from a logical beginning point to what we all know him as but he's a static character throughout yeah Definitely. You know, whereas, and most of the characters here are fairly static, but they have dynamic qualities. 
Sonic is is enriched by the characters around him, and uh, you know Tom. Tom does grow as a person, but his core his core personality doesn't change. So you have static characters put in dynamic situations. Yeah, and I think that the screenplay really favors that in so yeah. many ways. It does. It does. And, and you know, even throughout, like I said, like we're analyzing this, and there's a lot of humor throughout on the surface, but then you like look down, and there's some there's some honest integrity here, and I think that's why it goes over so well. Yeah, there's real heart to this movie, especially yeah. in the characterization. Like Sonic, as far as I'm concerned, is pretty much as spot on as you can get uh, as far as a quote unquote live action character. I still I still think that the original design was like an intentional. I I mentioned this before in an earlier episode, maybe two, but I I feel like the, the bad design and the bad press it got was intentional so that they would look like a studio that, oh, look, they they did right by the fans. They you know, they redesigned. So you think it was a public relations thing from the get-go? Honestly, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I promise. I'm a skeptic. But this, honestly, I'm like, would, would that be outside of the realm of possibility? If anything, it would be an ultimate troll move on <laughs> on the part of the filmmakers. <laughs> like, seriously. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, other than that, you know, you know, there's, there's the meme that goes around. We cyber-bullied a, a studio into... <laughs> In some ways, essentially, that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I mean, I remember seeing some think pieces that came out around that time that was kind of, it, it was positing what this meant for the industry as a whole. They were kind of spelling some doom and gloom, but honestly, it's just nice that the, the studio actually listened to the fans for once. Right, and we need to... Re- we need to praise that when we can. Yeah. We need to show studios that listening to the fans is what helps you out in the end it's what makes you a res- not not just a rich company but a respected company exactly some something that people honestly believe in you know so many corporations you lose sight of that especially you know you've got your and and, it, and it's kind of a known thing it's almost that hipster quality that, you know perspective people have now but you know you've got your your big budget triple a hollywood uh movies and and there's almost this sort of bias against it because of the overwhelming um oversaturation <laughs> yeah but but then you know now we're finally getting some triple a movies that are actually like you know like actually legitimately good we've got the mcu we've got you know sonic fucking hedgehog <laughs> hell even arguably the dceu is starting to gain some steam now so. i don't know the dceu may not even be a thing anymore because they're already making up you know uh originally i think the batman matt reeves movie was supposed to be part of the dceu and and um, Robert Penson was going to play a, you know, a younger Ben Affleck, but now it looks like it's its own thing. So I don't know. We're going off on a tangent, but yeah, yeah, of <laughs> as course, per usual. of course. <laughs> what else are we missing from this podcast, Bo? Oh, I think about a dozen room references or two or three or four. Or a dozen 15. or two or three. Yeah, I don't know how that works out mathematically, <laughs> but it, I mean, I, I'm just going to put or, it or out two there. dozen, three dozen. I see what you're saying. Yeah, something like that. Right. I'm not really sure how the math would work out, but. You know, um, well, no, Ash, nobody you need to deduce it in any Nobody listens to me and I'm dying. <laughs> the results of the test came back. I definitely have breast cancer. No, you definitely have the coronavirus. <laughs> that would have been so much oh, better. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not going Corona-chan! <laughs> God damn it. Oh, we're going to go to hell. 
Like straight up. <laughs> on, on, on a goddamn Sonic the Hedgehog episode, we're going to go to hell for it. Yeah, well, God damn it. At least we'll cough on a few boomers and take them with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. Folks, I, I don't make this clear enough. Um, this is satire. 100% <laughs> satire, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't take us seriously when we go doing these things yeah i mean i think we have our own death bringer here in the studio <laughs> I, I think i think <laughs> but um fuck man sonic the hedgehog sonic the fucking hedgehog man <laughs> this movie is a joy to watch it really is honestly you know i i had an enjoyable time watching this and i just watched this this morning um I, and I expected it you know, to, to kind of enjoy it and say, hey, yeah, that's pretty good for a, a video game adaptation, you know, aimed at kids. And I walked out of it, except we didn't walk out of it. I just, you know, got up yeah, from my couch yeah, yeah, yeah. and went to work. But <laughs> I, I, I came out of it, honestly, I'm surprised. Honestly, I was really surprised by the story itself. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it actually makes sense as far as the world that it's building is concerned. It is. And, and, it's simplistic in its own way. Things are hand-waved. It very much still feels like a plot that was thrown together for a video game. It has that kind of that quality to it, you know? And I think that's what makes it a little bit endearing. That's right. what makes Sonic endearing. Right, exactly. A lot of a lot of games have become, you know, more cinematic lately. And so it's important to remember though that kind of quality that I think a lot of older games had that you don't see it now just cuz it's just not feasible for the industry, I guess. Yeah. But like you said, you know, and just the idea of gameplay first, story later. You know what I mean? And this movie brings that into it despite being a movie. Yeah. Certainly. You know what I mean? Certainly. That that, that quality that that came out of that anyway. I mean, it is in essence, it's its own plot, obviously. But what do you think about the action scenes themselves, as far as the movie is concerned? Action scenes were fairly tense. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, I was actually kind of suspended, and it the the effects were great. The court, you know, yeah, cinematography I mean, was spot on. Yeah, it really kind of had a flow to it that it had its own logic, but that logic kind of made sense. You know? Yeah, and you can even tell that in the trailer. You know, the movie has you know it has the cartoonish feel to it, but at the same time, invoking a sense of realism, and you see that in the fights. Definitely. I mean, it, it doesn't try to mask what Sonic is. I mean, he's a he's a very fantastical character, and obviously CGI and everything. They make no attempt to really kind of blanket over that no. at all. But I mean, they still. In, Managed to instill a level of life to him that makes him so believable. Well, here's I mean, what it is. You've got this cartoonish character who's juxtaposed against a more realistic world. I say more realistic, not completely, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's intentionally done. And so it's it's got that feel. And it, and it kind of contributes to his um, sense in the world as, as an alien, li quite literally, you know, but also figuratively speaking. Yeah, that's what's interesting. He is alien, but he's not from outer space. No, he's not. He's from another dimension. Yeah, th this is a mul this is pretty much like a multiverse that we're already talking about and already establishing in a way. Yeah. I well, mean, Naruto did it too. So Naruto had had aliens from another dimension. Oh, that's fucking cool. They actually <laughs> did. I think I think the actual Japanese translates as like aliens from like some of the data books. But uh, my my weeaboo's coming out. Uh, yeah, un unquestionably. 
<laughs> but then again, I'm sitting here next to a goddamn ginormous stack of anime DVDs, so what the fuck do I know? <laughs> I got fucking Tenchi Muyo up in this fucking Okay, but shit. you have Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. You do? The animated Sonic the Hedgehog? The anime? No, I don't have the animated series, unfortunately. I know that's not quite anime, but I feel like I feel like it belongs with it. Depends on which one you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, there's the original cartoon from the 90s, which is kind of fucking nutty as fuck. It's, it's really random and out there. And then there was a later uh, series that came on maybe 92 or something like that, I want to say. Maybe earlier, I don't know. It was a little more serious and it was a little more grounded, but it, it was really, really fucking cool. I remember it actually very fondly as a kid. Mm -hmm. What original Sonic property brought you into the series, Ash? Um, I gotta say, I really can't remember. It's it's been ingrained, you know, in my childhood. I can't really remember the first Sonic game I played. It it was one of the older ones, one one of the originals for sure. I think my aunt and uncle had like a modded Xbox that had a lot of like Super Nintendo and, and Nintendo games. Um, it was really cool. It was back back in the time when people were doing that to their ex- the original Xbox. Oh, yeah. That was an interesting modding and hacking community that arose around the Xbox. Yeah. So when I'd go over to their house, um, they'd have several of the Sonic games, including the... I think our, my favorite was the Sonic 3D Blast. Sonic 3D Blast is fucking awesome. That was fucking really great. Is. Honestly, I have a lot of love for Sonic Spinball. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, I happen to be pretty good at pinball in and of itself. I mean, so I mean, you get me on a, on a pinball machine, I could probably get a decent fucking score, you know. But also on pinball games, I'm also really good. And Sonic Spinball is one of my favorites when it comes to video game pinball games on, like, the 16-bit consoles. Yeah. You know, p- pinball for me, though, pinball for me... Is the uh, the pinball that was on Microsoft Windows XP? Oh, that was the same for all space of space pinball. Man. <laughs> we, we've all played that. Come on now. <laughs> I think it would actually be cool for somebody to make like a pinball emulation, kind of. Honestly, where where did pinball go? And and they got rid of MS Paint. MS Paint? They got rid of MS Paint. Yes. What? I mean, they also got rid of Internet Explorer, which I guess is good, but I haven't used Windows since, like, Windows 7. <laughs> I'm still sitting here with goddamn Windows 10 on this gut fucking dinosaur computer. See, I never even I never even got much practice with Windows 8 or Windows 10. I I pretty much converted to Mac at Windows 7, so... Oh, I see. But um, anyway, I'm not going to... Nerd out on nerd Apple out on here, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. But, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, Sonic the fucking Hedgehog, <laughs> man. What else is there to say about it? Did you ever play the Dreamcast Sonic games, the Sonic Adventure games? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I have a lot of great memories playing that game because I really like the X, the the Xbox. I really like the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast is a great console. Well, who doesn't? Yeah, I mean, Isn't the original Shinmu on Dreamcast? The original Shinmu? Or was yeah. that on Genesis? No, that was Dreamcast. No, no, the original, that was definitely It was Dreamcast. Dreamcast, definitely. And also you had the House of the Dead games. that th- Those uh, ports were pretty awesome from the arcade. Yeah. Yeah. It had a pretty good uh, Mortal Kombat game, I remember. <laughs> I honestly didn't play many of the Sega consoles. But what, what, when I was growing up, like Sega was already not a console maker. Yeah. I remember squarely when Sega was a console manufacturer and they were they were straight up competing with uh with nintendo yeah 
those were like the good old days for me. <laughs> the, no, the yes, it, it was Sega and Nintendo. Yeah. And then there was the Dreamcast, which was it? I can't remember if it was the equivalent to the Nintendo 64, if it was the equivalent it to was. the GameCube. It, it was, I think it was technically supposed to get a leg up on like the PlayStation 2 and the GameCube and everything. Really? Yeah. Okay. But then uh, Xbox released and kind of changed the market there a little bit. Because it was either rivaling then with the PS1 or, or, or the PS2, like you were saying. I can't, I can't remember. It, it, maybe it's just somewhere in between those two periods. And I, I want to cool. say that it was kind of like the Nintendo Wii of its time. Kind of, okay. <laughs> you know, if you if you want a, a modern, more modern analog, but the the Nintendo Wii was massively popular. The Dreamcast is seen as a very underrated console. I would say just as far as the fans of the console okay. are concerned, yeah. it's kind of on the same level. Yeah. I mean, it was their last console, so there, there's still people modding and creating games for that shit today. Even. Yeah. Even in, in Japan and here in the in the states, I think honestly, what they should do is release like um like a Sega Classic, like a Dreamcast Classic or something, or a, um a, at least a Genesis Classic. I, guess. I, I won't, no, they they have a Genesis Classic out already. They, they have a Genesis Mini. It's okay. like it's like eighty bucks or something like that. I have the PlayStation Classic Mini right here, and I have it modded with a with RetroArch with Auto Bleam. I have a bunch of different PlayStation games on it, all kinds of MAME ROMs, all that shit. I mean, I, I'm actually well involved in the whole emulating ROM MAME community and all that. That's badass, dude. I remember um, it, it was kind of a struggle getting uh, a Zelda CDI because we had to emulate that for our Zelda CDI episode. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I think I have a CDI emulator on the uh, RetroArch. Do you? Maybe we it, could do it, Zelda's, uh, Zelda's Adventure on there when we do that episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it has a bunch of core emulators for pretty much anything you could think of. Fuck yeah. Pretty much. How many Sonic games do you have on there? I have all of the original Genesis Sonic releases. Fuck yeah. And I think I tried to get Sonic CD, but it wouldn't really download properly, so... Yeah. Yeah, you know. I'm Sonic, a little ball of super energy in an extremely handsome package. On my planet, people were always after my powers. So I came to yours. It gets a little lonely, but that's okay. I am living my best life on Earth. What? Ow! Let the plate Sonic! Let the pitcher's mount also Sonic! Ugh, I can't with that guy. Uh-oh. Uh... Why are you hiding out in my garage? They're coming for me! If they steal my power, they could conquer the universe. You have to help me. No, I don't. Please, it's life or death. Good morning, my rural chum. Mr. Dr. Robotnik. I'm going to give you five seconds to tell me where it is. Wait, don't hurt him! Road trip! This can't be happening to me. Oh my god, stop the car right now! What? The world's largest rubber band ball? We gotta see it! No, this is not some fun family road trip. Eh, you're right. It was lame. Gift shop was cool, though. Whatever this creature is, I'm going to uncover the source of its power. Yeah, hey! Ah! 
I just thought you might like a latte with steamed Austrian goat milk. Of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them! We gotta lay low. Let me show you how it's done. So should we get out of here? Yeah, time to go. I always want to do this. Nailed it! Illegal left, by the way. Oh, this one is cute. Let's keep him. Oh, come on! You've got car insurance, right? Why would you throw your life away for this silly little alien? Good time. He's my friend. Let's go! This is my power. And I'm using it to protect my friends. You're supposed to be Tom's best friend that he won't shut up about. Well, I don't see the appeal. That is very gross. Let's go. But yeah, I mean, I think maybe we can go in and start wrapping it up. This didn't need to be a long episode. It, it's honestly. not because, you know, obviously we're not going into spoilers here. We want you to go watch the movie. Although it's been out a while. So probably, probably everyone has watched it, but it, it's been out for at least a month by now, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we were kind of late on this one, but you know, the, the world's going crazy right now. I would imagine that it's probably going to be released pretty soon. Yeah. Because, uh, and I was honestly thinking about that too, because there's, there's been some other early digital releases or so I've heard. Yeah. Um, I think it's already vod right i watched it i watched what was i think like a korean copy or something but it was with it was english dub and the quality was good because it was on the plex right yeah yeah that was actually a pretty decent rip honestly yeah honestly guys if, if coronavirus wasn't going around now we would give our money to the to the studio but at the same time do they need it <laughs> i mean they've got a lot but but they do deserve they do deserve the praise i believe that certainly certainly especially the company that did the redesign for sonic yeah and they got fucking laid off after that shit that's fucking horrible right what yeah Fuck they got fucking laid dude. off for that after that yeah they saved that movie and they got laid off can you fucking believe that that's what they got for that yeah well we're we're a socialist podcast now yeah apparently yeah long live the revolution and all one hundred percent. Honestly, Bo, I mean, you, you and I both voted for Bernie. This is this is becoming this is becoming. We certainly do. I have a Bernie placard right behind me. Yeah, we um, you know, we're we're, we're socialist Antifa pussy libtard thugs. We we are uh, pussy Antifa snowflake thugs. That's yeah, there the you go. Proper. That's the proper terminology, right? Michael and Sam and Matt would know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out and RIP to the Country Club podcast. Rest in peace, guys. It's it's sad to hear you, that y'all are going like out like that, but yeah, I almost thought that there there really. He, I know he said there's not a punchline. I almost thought there was a punchline. I like I listened to the whole episode, Wade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, j just watch uh, now that uh, the whole coronavirus thing is happening they're just going to re-release it but okay honestly though they're not even going to hear this because we're obviously going to cut this out so that we don't get cancelled for, for referencing the, the country club podcast wah, wah, wah. <laughs> that's alright I'm probably going to be cancelled off of Facebook very soon anyway so <laughs> well we're going to go ahead and wind it down Ash what's uh, happening with collateral gaming well, Collateral Gaming next, well, we'll be recording next week, but I suppose it'll come the week after that. We'll be doing God of War 2018. 
um, brand new one. I'm amazed by the game. It's gonna be, it's gonna be an incredible experience. I've played through all of it. I'm still exploring more of it. We've got uh, Megan and Alan coming back on that episode, and we've got an, a new guest host um, who we'll introduce on that episode. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, just make sure they all wash their hands. Yeah, everybody wash your hands. Honestly, I'm still debating over whether we should we should maybe just end up skyping it. Because speaking of which, I mean, we've kind of um, we've got plans coming forward with Collateral Cinema and gaming, right? Yeah, more or less. Uh, we're supposed to be doing our Joker episode. Finally, we were supposed to do that as an at the movies episode, but originally, but that was so long ago. We'll just talk about it in retrospect. We can go into spoilers then, especially now that we know that Joaquin he won the Academy Award for that, and he is now our most important vegan ever. Yeah, like the most important vegan in in America, Ash, uh, I, Ashley. Hey, you know what, Bo? You know what, Bo? I I I ran over an, an armadillo on the way here. Here, watch this. What is it? What does it say? It says Earthlings. <laughs> it's Earthlings. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this vegan bullshit. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I respect the whole thing. I just gotta. It, it's a running joke with Bo. We have to. We have to attack his veganism. <laughs> yeah, just de- because. Definitely. But, uh, bro, I got your back. Ain't nobody gonna make fun of you know your veganism but me and our homies all right so when someone else makes fun of it online i defend you all right that's cool that, that's that's fair enough homie to homie you know what i mean <laughs> uh you know just i'll, I'll scratch your back you scratch mine i'll, I'll right wash on. your back you'll wash your ankles oh i don't think we're gonna go that far with it but okay <laughs> but um <laughs> no um i was gonna say moving forward um we're, we're gonna kind of tweak the format due to current pandemics going around i think we're gonna probably end up skyping our next couple episodes yeah, on th- both podcasts yeah this is probably going to be our last real in-studio episode for a while and we're at the old studio we're at the old studio i think everything's safe over here i've been isolating myself from most everybody i've been trying to i'm still working so um, i work as well i'm i work in a grocery store so i take the proper precautions i work at a call center That's, that's that's even worse Okay, our city put out like an outright ban on gatherings of 50 people. and You're in a building with 50 fucking people, aren't you? I am. I'm not going to disclose my employer for that reason. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I love my job. So it's a great job. I'm just, I, I kind of think it represents the mindset that it's, we're in and how of, hard this economy is on everyone. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, you work in one of those office cubicle type things, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, they, they're, they're trying to stay afloat. That's why they can't send us home. But but everything's a shit show right now, honestly. Yeah. But but not Sonic, not Sonic. It's like yeah, it's like that's why it's great that there's Plex. It's great that there's streaming. Like I, I said, mean, it was nice to just sit down and watch a movie. It was today. yeah. So really was. I don't know why you know. <laughs> so yeah, we definitely encourage everybody to listen to both Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming during these trying times. You'll have a lot of podcast time, folks. So you know, listen to them. Listen to them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we have a lot of episodes actually. And subscribe to the Collateral Cinema Patreon and you know to see hear our uh, exclusive commentaries on our favorite movies. And you know, pretty soon Collateral Gaming is also releasing some Patreon content that I'm you know currently having some technical difficulties uploading, but it, it's happening. It's it's a thing. Right on. The dragons right on. are coming. Winter exactly. is coming. Exactly. That that's good, man. That's good. And also, you can find us on YouTube. We definitely need more uh, subscribers on that platform as well, because there's going to be a lot more YouTube content coming very soon. So, yeah, yeah, we're gonna start. Um, I'm gonna get to work on those, doing some like video versions of some podcasts and 
I think you, you have some like video content you want to put on there, right? Yeah, uh, something that's coming up very soon. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, uh, check it out. You know, you can find Collateral Gaming wherever you find Collateral Cinema. So that is uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, Chill Lover Radio. Chill Lover Radio, yeah. If you definitely. haven't listened to Collateral Cinema Director's Cut, um, go listen to that. We have the very first episode out. And around the time that I'm, I'm producing this, the same week, I'll, I'll be producing. Um, so it should already be out before this comes out. Yeah, and, and on the Director's Cut, we are doing our top five favorite horror movie moments, Robert and I. Yeah. And we also review Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. So definitely check that episode out. That is currently at the top of uh, all podcast apps right now. It's the top episode. Really? The very first episode. Damn, I um we're we're doing our um our bonus round. We're rebranding Collateral Gaming Extras as Collateral Gaming Bonus Round. That should be out by the time this episode is out. So go listen to that. It's we're going to be kind of taking the extras away from kind of the bullshit format and towards what what we're doing with Collateral Cinema. That's just going to be Dakota and me. If I can wrangle him together, he's he's going through some stuff. So yeah, needless to say, but we we missed him on this podcast and also Robert. But I also think it was kind of cool to just kind of have represent. You know, yeah, your Collateral yeah. Cinema. I'm Collateral Gaming this episode. Exactly, exactly. Only thing that would make it more perfect is we had Chaz up in here to represent Trial by Error. That would be <laughs> fucking great. That would be great. We'd have to do like a triple feature or something. Yeah, definitely. Chaz, if you're listening. Yeah, a, tri- a triple cast. Country Club, you missed your opportunity. God damn it, Country Club. Um, no, I wish the best of luck to Cornwall, whatever he's, you know, going, moving forward with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But anyway, I, I think we bullshitted long enough here. Um, go watch Sonic. What run, you, run to the theaters. Uh, out of uh, a rating of five stars, what would you give Sonic? Eh, four out of five. I, solid four. I think that it's a solid four as well. I yeah. Agree. It's not like anyone's magnum opus or anything, but it, it's it's a, a refreshing direction for uh, movie adaptations of video games, and, and it's actually pretty damn good. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to future video game adaptations. There is a new Mortal Kombat movie coming out very soon. We've got high hopes for that, yeah. Yeah, Bloomhouse is doing it, so... We are planning on doing, uh, at some point, some kind of collateral gaming, collateral cinema special with Mortal Kombat movie and a Mortal Kombat game. That is going to be a lot of fun. Whether it's the old Mortal Kombat movie or or the new one. Dude... We should do this whole thing where we do the Final Fantasy VII Advent Children movie, the original game, and the remake. <laughs> that would be badass. We, we are. We have so many plans, and I'm kind of yeah. tweaking the format next season with Collateral Gaming. We're, we're doing uh, something a little bit different that I think is going to work better, so stay tuned for that. But anywho, yeah, go uh, leave us ratings, reviews, follow us on social media. Uh, we're on uh, both of us, Collateral Gaming, Collateral Cinema, are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, Bo and I are also both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, we Follow we have... us and find out about our lives. Also, I believe that you can find Robert and Dakota there as well. You can find Robert and Dakota, but right now they're dead to us, so. Aww. Wah, wah, wah. You know, I, I called both of them and, and gave them an opportunity. We're in Lake Hills. Yeah, and I know. They're, they're here. They're, they're nearby. They're not far. They really aren't. We're going to have to call... Are we going to have to do an intervention? I think an intervention is in store for everybody. I think an intervention is in order, but... um, I'm going to do this podcast by myself. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm just going to talk about dumb movies. Just all the time. (laughs) It's going to be a shit show. Well, anyway, guys. (laughs) Go watch Sonic and... um, Yeah, go watch Sonic, definitely. That being said... I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema and... Collateral Gaming out. Out.
Collateral Cinema is an L Company production. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.